Thank you for listening to Action in Ministry. We want to hear about your ministry or a ministry you love. Text the word ACTION to 484848 and a producer will contact you for your idea. Prisoners who sit behind bars have stories. They often also have families. Nearly 3 million children have mom or dad in prison. And ex-offenders have little help transitioning to the outside world with little resources to provide for those families. What does Christmas look like for children and families of the incarcerated or those who are newly released? Mission Gate Ministry is working to bring joy and hope through Christ in their Christmas Angel mission. That's on this Action in Ministry. Inspiring you to be the hands. Empowering you to be the feet. Strengthening you to be the heart of Christ for others. Action. Action. Action in ministry. Hi, I'm Rachel Legute, and this is Action in Ministry. Christmas is around the corner, and I've got lists and ideas and a plan to do my shopping. I'll wake up with my children on Christmas morning, and we'll open gifts and celebrate the birth of Jesus. But what happens when mom or dad are in prison? What happens when you're back on the outside of those prison walls and Christmas is here? Now what? Trish Mathis is the co-founder and executive aftercare director overseeing all the prison services and aftercare sites of Mission Gate Ministry, which runs Christmas Angel Mission each year. And Laura Cressman is the program director at Hannah's Ranch, one of Mission Gate's facilities. Ladies, thanks so much for joining us today. We're glad to be here. Well, Trish, Mission Gate works with inmates, ex-offenders, and even some people who are just in some pretty tough situations. Mm -hmm. Can you share a little bit with us about the ministry of Mission Gate? Yes, we work in prisons and jails throughout Missouri. Mm -hmm. We also have homes and ranches for people in prison to come to once released. It's a nine-month reintegration program to help them really be solid so Mm -hmm. they don't need to go back to the life that they came from. I would imagine that holidays can be kind of tough for people who are living in that type of situation. What does it look like for people at Christmas time? That's how the Christmas Angel Mission began, because we saw the true sincere worry on inmates' faces, especially at Christmas time, as they thought about their children. And mm-hmm. when, like Laura always says, when they wake up and realize what they've done, they like mm-hmm. panic and realizing they're separated from their children. And then also, we just see a lot of hurting people that cannot purchase gifts for their children. Mm-hmm. Laura, you work at Hannah's Ranch, which is a facility mm-hmm. for mothers, and you have children there as well. And um, talk, can you talk a little bit about that when somebody realizes the impact on their family? What is that like when women come to the realization that they're separated from their kids? When they come to know Christ, it's like the truth is revealed um, for the first time of mm-hmm. how their old lifestyle, how they were living. And it's like all of a sudden they're like, oh no, what did I do? Mm-hmm. And they feel like it's too too late. They lose hope, mm-hmm. and then when it gets around Christmas time, they don't have any money. They come out of prison. Uh, they don't have money for gifts, and 
the guilt and the shame already exists and then not be able to buy gifts on top of that guilt and that shame really uh, does a lot inside of them. So when uh, Mission Gate helps them get their children gifts, Mm. you know, it gives them a little hope that their children are going to be happy um, with them for the first time in a long time. Yeah. You know, one of the things about the Christmas Angel mission is that it really relieves the stress. When you tell somebody in our program that we can help your children for Christmas, it's just like a sigh of relief and yes. tears come to their eyes because some don't have a job yet. And a lot of times people think that prisoners, just because they did something wrong, don't have a real love for their children, mm-hmm. but I found out that they do have a real love and that they got trapped and they got tricked. And now that they're trying to come out of this trap, we're here. Christians are here to help them. Well, can you tell us a little bit more about Christmas Angel Mission, Trish? Tell me about how it works. Again, it starts in prison. I have a picture that this young man just sent me, actually his mother did, of him in prison. His little boy, his little three-year-old, came to visit him. And you see there's glass in between, Mm -hmm. and their hands are together. Mm -hmm. And the little boy is saying, I love you, Daddy. So that's really how all of this started with the Christmas Angel Mission. We started out very small in 1985, not really knowing what we were doing, just helping people change their lives. And we worked with people getting out of prison, and we found out that they had no money to help their children. So the Christmas Angel Mission, when it was founded, and still today, it's helping relieve the stress on an inmate's life. And helping to bring joy and the love of Christ, not only to the children, but also to the inmates. Does it provide gifts for children of the inmates as well as children and families who are in your aftercare facilities? Yes. uh, We work very hard with um, prisons and staff in order to get names of people that they feel really could use this Uh, Christmas Angel Mission. So we have a team of people that call the children's, um, the person who's taking care of them, the caretaker. Mm -hmm. And we have two parties for them where there's, we reach about almost 3,000 children whose parents are incarcerated. We also do home deliveries. And we, if we have enough gifts, we also help other organizations in needy areas that reach out to children. So you throw two big parties around the holidays where children come and get their gifts. Yes, yes. And that is a very exciting time because the whole community gets involved. And we have so many wonderful volunteers that have come year after year, always new volunteers. And it's quite a takes quite a bit of organizing to uh, be able to keep everything calm, and to present a program where the true gospel of Jesus Christ is presented. So we want to make sure that it's that they know the greatest gift is the gift of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. 3,000 children are recipients. Yes. 
that sounds like a pretty big party. Yes, and that's not only the parties. Uh, mm-hmm. And the parties, there's a thousand children, but it's also home deliveries. <laughs> that's and, still a big party. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, just helping the needy in the community. Oh my goodness, where where do you get all the presents for this? I'm my my mind is trying to wrap my, itself around this. Where do you find presents? We for this have new amazing local churches that we work with, and. They provide, we provide them angels and they put them up in their churches. And the congregation is so eager to help people that they run out of angels and mm. they want, they want more. And we gladly send them to them. Oh my goodness. Is the goal of this program to make sure that every child gets one present or? Actually, each child gets three beautiful gifts. Oh, my goodness. And, but the goal of the program is really to share the love of Christ. And all of the children know that it comes from our love for Christ and our love for them. And also their dad or mom's love for them who's incarcerated. This seems like a very large undertaking. And it doesn't— is it, it's not something that just happens overnight. How long do you have to work before the holidays in order well, to make sure you have everything for these parties and deliveries? Right now, we have little elves <laughs> back in the office working hard. <laughs> and they are uh, working with the prisons, the local jails, and the our facilities of Mission Gate and calling on local churches to try to get all this organized. Mm-hmm. Well, Laura, you work at Hannah's Ranch, and I'm sure you've seen children and mothers and families on the receiving end of these gifts. Yes. What has it meant for them to get a present, or three, at Christmas? Well, the mother, I see them cry Mm -hmm. because they don't know what they're going to do, and it's breaking their hearts. And so when you give them a bag full of gifts to give their children, Mm -hmm. they just— they're so overwhelmed and feeling so blessed that they just cry. They can't believe that, you know, that they're so blessed to be able to give their children something for Christmas. And then the children, they drag these big black (laughs) bags with gifts in there out of these parties, just happy and laughing. And it's just beautiful to see that because they wouldn't get a gift otherwise. Mm. You even offer the mothers an opportunity to take part in the service, don't you? They get to go to the parties and help give them out and help serve um, whatever. Uh, There's different positions that you can work at at these parties. Uh, They have, you know, uh, face painting. They have all kinds of uh, balloon balloons and stuff and so um, some of them that can paint on faces they paint little things on the children's faces and they get to help them uh, go through the line and pick out gifts and put them in their their bags mm-hmm. what is it meant for the mothers to be able to give back in this way they are completely uh, ecstatic actually mm-hmm. it's like uh, watching them become children again <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah They enjoy it. They have fun. Well, Trish, you've mentioned a couple times about um, wanting the recipients to know that this is an extension of God's love. They get tangible gifts that they can hold in their hands, but also this gift of the message of the gospel. How have you seen people respond? 
Amazingly. (laughs) One of our board members, Bob Arb, his little son, his little son is grown up now, but he actually came to Christ when he was three at one of these Christmas angel Mm -hmm. parties, which is amazing. And there's another time I was in Belize. My husband and I were able to go on a vacation, and this mom and son came running over saying, are you Trish Mathis? (laughs) I go, oh, boy. (laughs) Internationally recognized. (laughs) And the young man now working for a financial institution went on a vacation. He took his mom because he wasn't married yet and didn't want to take his girlfriend. And he said, I came to Christ at one of your Christmas angel parties, and he was an adult. So I just think that there's a lot of stories that we don't know about that are very powerful, Mm -hmm. and it's always really fun to see the ones that God allows us to see. Yeah, it's really interesting. You have all all sorts of volunteers who help at these as parties as well. And in this project, how do you think being involved in the Christmas Angel mission impacts the volunteers who come and help? I think it makes them feel fulfilled because so many people want to do something outside the norm, outside their families, but they really don't know what to do. So when they serve at Mission Gate, they feel the joy of the Lord, and they know our Savior is very proud of them. Mm. What does it mean for you, Laura, to be able to provide something like this at Christmas for people who couldn't do it otherwise? Just what Trish said, it's very fulfilling. Um, Serving the Lord, um, some people might think is a sacrifice, but it's very rewarding. Mm -hmm. Very rewarding. What you get back out of it— from the Lord, the joy, the peace, the the contentment in your life. There's not a price you can pay on that. Trish, are there other ways that you would recommend to someone that they could be helpful toward prisoners or families of the incarcerated at Christmas time? One of the greatest would be to recognize the need and to pray. There's so much power in prayer, and we in our office often will get notes of different church groups praying for the people in prison. So, uh, to me, that really paves a way for the gospel of Jesus Christ to become alive in the inmates' lives. And another way would be to perhaps just look at what's going on in your community and uh, some of the organizations that are right there that you can get involved in and see the results of it. And possibly your local church is doing something very powerful also. And if somebody wanted to be a part of Christmas Angel Mission, how could they get involved? They can contact us and we will talk to them and just see where their heart is. And maybe it's just purchasing one gift or maybe they want to hand deliver a gift to somebody, and they can get their children involved. A lot of people that are blessed more financially, they are concerned about their children, that they're going to grow up and think it's all about them. So when their children get involved, that means a lot when they see the other side Mm -hmm. of people that don't have a lot of things. Well, Laura and Trish, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing with us about the Christmas Angel Mission. I 
hope that there are lots of little children whose Mm -hmm. eyes light up this holiday season um, because of the work that you're doing, but also um, that they get to hear that they have a God who loves them so very, very much. Yeah, thank you for having us. Mm -hmm. Thank you. The scene of families gathered around a Christmas tree opening presents is a common one. But for many, that iconic scene isn't a reality. Christmas Angel Mission saw a need and answered the call to share joy and the light of Christ every Christmas. How is God calling you to give back and share Jesus Christ, the true light of the world? That's Action and Ministry. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rachel Legute. Thank you for listening to Action in Ministry. We want to hear about your ministry or a ministry you love. Text the word ACTION to 484848 and a producer will contact you for your idea.